welcome to another special How We Win mini-pod. All over the country, ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We'll hear what's happening in the field, even if the field is your living room. The best antidote to anxiety is action. For our mini-show, we're going to ask people like you two questions. What was your first volunteer experience, and what work are you doing now? Today, we're talking with Dan McCool, a musician who founded the grassroots group Blue Revolution with the simple call to action, Join Us, Beat Trump. His website is a hub for action, and his Facebook group now has over 63,000 members. He's been helping them engage in important states and raise money for crucial campaigns. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Mariah Craven. And And this this is is How How We Win Win the Mini Pod. Dan McCool, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Yeah, it's great to be here, Steve. Thanks for having me. So first of all, what was your first volunteer experience in politics like? I was in college. It was in Western Massachusetts. I went to UMass Amherst, and it was the summer of 2004. So I signed up to knock on doors for the Kerry campaign. No, it was actually the DNC, and it it was when Kerry was running. So... Uh, a while back. What did you do? <laughs> oh, well, we were knocking on doors. We were driving um, driving volunteers around Western Massachusetts, uh, which is a very, you know, quite liberal area. And, um, you know, they got the five colleges there in Amherst, Massachusetts. But uh, we were driving sort of further east towards the middle of the state. And, you know, we kind of noticed as we were driving around that, you know, Massachusetts has this reputation for being, you know, super blue and liberal and progressive, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it wasn't really so there were some towns you kind of wanted to avoid. Um, but, and it was kind of at the height of the Iraq war. So tensions were high mm-hmm. and, uh, people did not appreciate you showing up on their doorstep and asking you to vote against, uh, the commander in chief. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was an eye opening experience, but I think it kind of, uh, toughened, toughened, uh, my skin a little bit to be able to, you know, handle, uh, activism, which is, just talking, I mean, all activism is is talking to strangers and uh, talking about some things that are perhaps a little sensitive, um, but it kind of got my feet wet for for political organizing. So now you're working in a very, like before you were knocking on doors and driving people around, the most nerve wracking part of (laughs) organizing for me is being responsible for other people and in their cars. And now you're doing this really cool digital project, but I imagine that there's a connection between those two. Well, I think knocking on doors and and also I I think I was, uh, I did the kind of street barking fundraising in New York City when I lived there. And I think one of the things that you learn is that if someone is not willing to volunteer or if someone is not as enthused about volunteering as you are, uh, that that's okay and you can move on to the next person. There are lots and lots of people out there who want to get involved and kind of have the the personality for it. And there are some people who don't, right? They would rather help out in other ways than directly contacting strangers. So it's all good. Uh, everyone plays their part and you kind of, you, you get to appreciate the diversity of, of the fact that winning elections takes a whole team and a whole village. So, um, you know, you, you, you kind of get to work that out mentally, both digitally and uh, in person. And 
Dan, you're a musician who's played in some really cool bands with some great people. Tell us a little bit about your music background. Yeah, I've been playing music, you know, pretty much my whole life. I played, uh, or I was a singer of a, of a, of a band in the, uh, early two thousands and we toured the country many times and played, uh, some major festivals and toured with some big bands and, um, released some albums. And, uh, I think that I've been, um, organizing people to get together for some purpose since I was, <laughs> right. uh, when I was a teenager, it was getting kids together for punk shows and VFWs and nights at Columbus halls. Um, and now it's getting people into rooms to watch debates and, you know, have election themed cocktails. Uh, so it, it's, it's part of the same process, but I do, I do still play music. I play in a band up here in Boston and, uh, we we're called ruin the night and we have played, uh, We've only played a few times. We were kind of just getting started as COVID, um, oh. COVID mm-hmm. hit, but uh, we've been going around and doing some social distancing recording uh, in in the last few weeks, and it's been fun. We like to call ourselves Boston's premier dad bod band, um, <laughs> and we all used to play punk rock as young rap scallions, but now we're playing something a little more mellow, but still as energetic. <laughs> I I love your your point about the preparation that you had as a musician, you know, preparing you for a life in organizing because coming up here as a musician in Los Angeles, you know, just like the amount of people I would approach with flyers and just trying to get people to come to gigs and everything. I mean, that was my my organizing school right there. So tell us about Blue Revolution and what people can find there. Yeah, Blue Revolution is a troll-free group of 63,000 progressives and Democrats, and we've been in operation since Inauguration Day. Uh, It was a group that I started. I was teaching college uh, in New York City uh, as an adjunct when uh, Trump was inaugurated, and I started the group as basically just a way to vent with 50 fellow friends, and we were called back then Countdown to Beat Trump, uh, for lack of a better name, because Mm. I was... Uh, standing in the subway station watching Trump get inaugurated on my phone uh, mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. And I literally looked up a countdown website to see how many seconds there were until <laughs> November 3rd, 2020. So I started this group and it kind of took on a life of its own. I think that early on we were, you know, covering the kind of, I guess, like the protest era, I'll call it, um, of, you know, 2017. Uh, the airport protests, the Women's March, obviously. Um, and the, you know, uh, March for Our Lives and, and things like that. And then I think uh, closer to the 2018 midterms, we started to get more animated about midterm elections and mobilizing people to uh, find their nearest swing district. I think we did some fundraisers for Swing Left. We worked with Swing Left um, on their last weekend project, and mm-hmm. people added their friends who added their friends who added their friends, and suddenly uh, we had tens of thousands of people. So it's, it's, it's really exciting. And it's a troll free community of people who are concerned about their country. And uh, we, we, we like to think of ourselves as kind of a support group slash, you know, mobilization uh, pad, I guess, or mobilization launch pad. So uh, we need both of those things. We need to support each other and we need to launch everyone into action. Absolutely. No, No question. How do you stay troll free? Well, we screen members who come in, and it's pretty easy to remove anyone. I think I get—I think we get about one a month. Um, someone who does like a laugh emoji at something they shouldn't be laughing at, and uh, 
So it's it's easy enough to remove folks, and and the people who join the group have been added by other members, and mm-hmm. people are pretty smart about not adding their right wing uncle uh, or 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 a friend they went to high school with, uh, and you know people are people get it. I think uncles get a, a bad rap. Why is it always the creepy uncle or the right wing uncle? You know, it's never an aunt or a cousin or something. It's always an uncle. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. Because I do know it now. I'm sorry, Steve. You, uh, you sound like you're probably an uncle because I do know uncles and they're very nice. <laughs> but yeah, got to come up with some shorthand for that. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so how does it feel to have started this thing? I mean, I, I assume you started this group with, you know, maybe a few friends or just, you know, not knowing what it was going to grow into. And now, as you said, you have over 63,000 members and you've done all kinds of impactful electoral work. How does it feel to have gone from that starting place and to make the impact that you have? Well, I've never felt more useful. Um, I, I was, you know, that's kind of like one of the great rewards of doing any political organizing, whether you're running something or you're volunteering or you're, uh, somewhere in between. I was in academia before, which, you know, I, I published a book in, uh, 2018 about, um, basically the history of totalitarianism. Mm. And I kind of, that was, that was mostly what I was doing. I mean, I was spending about 90% of my time doing that. And maybe ten percent of my time uh, doing doing uh, political organizing, and that ratio started to shift. And uh, the more it shifted, the kind of more useful I felt. I mean, I was sort of taking what I had seen in the history of kind of you know authoritarian movements, and and um, and really kind of applying it to uh, resisting that uh, out in the real world. And it just, I mean, the short answer is it feels amazing. Um, it's. Yeah. There is uh, there is nothing as humanizing as getting out into the public public sphere and and uh, at least attempting some kind of impact. Uh, it's I think it's um, this old Aristotelian idea that you're not really fully human until you're somehow injecting yourself into the public realm or the political realm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I I love it. So awesome, Dan McCool. We I feel like we've learned so much about you in such a short time. <laughs> Punk rock academic dad bod. <laughs> organizer badass check I'm out on, blue, blue I'm revolution working, I'm, working on, I'm working on the dad bod during the quarantine though so yeah. <laughs> Good. i think everybody is coming out of quarantine with a dad bod right but uh people should check out blue revolution and get added to this awesome group if they're not already uh members yeah we'll post a link on our podcast page to it and um Dan, thank you so much. Thank you for your incredible work. Oh, thank you, Steve and Mariah. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Remember, our action for this week is to sign up for the Training to Win conference on August 1st. It's going to be amazing. You can find the link on our show page at swingleft.org slash podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Share us with one, two, three friends. Use the hashtag HowWeWin2020 on social media. And don't miss our full show every Wednesday. See you then.